Joined by the first selection by the Edmonton Eskimos of the 2017 CFL Draft, Nate Bahar out of Carleton University. Nate, uh, congratulations. Hey, thank you so much. What were the what were the initial feelings uh, when uh, when uh, Jim Lawson sele- uh, mentioned your name uh, that you were the fifth overall selection going to the Green and Gold? Um, I mean, it's just surreal. There's so much buildup going into something like this. Uh, we focused on the combine for so long, and there's that big expanse of time between the combine and draft day, where you just everything in your life is up in the air. Uh, you don't know where you're going to live. You don't know where you're going to call home. Who you're going to play with? Who your teammates will be. And so to just to just know, I mean, the first thing that goes through your mind is just like, wow, I I know where I'm going to be now. I know a place to call home. And then obviously all the other stuff sets in where you start to realize how fortunate you are to be going to somewhere like I'm going with the situation I'm going to be in. So it was just it was special. Uh, I talked to you briefly last night on uh, on Sunday night, and it was just a, like I said, a real brief conversation. And you mentioned uh, you ticked off a number of boxes about why this move is 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 going to really work out for you. You mentioned Mike Riley. You mentioned Shema Chambers. You mentioned Jason Moss. You mentioned Atarius Bowman. So uh, mm-hmm. the situation you're coming into has to just get you all wide-eyed. Absolutely. I mean, it's just the offense is so high-paced. It's so intelligent. You can tell. I mean, I've been, even just watching the film, watching the uh, FC's film from last season here at Carlton and our, on our computers, and it's just like you can just tell what everyone's thinking. Uh, everyone's working together, and it's one of those places where you really can thrive if you're willing to willing to um, adapt to all that and digest all that information. So it's gonna I get to learn from the best people out there, and it's just gonna be amazing fun to I, I honestly can't believe it. Now I don't know if you're someone that looks at mock drafts and looks at draft analysis or projections <laughs> heading in, and I always find it I always find it very uh, an interesting. Uh, exercise and I've never done a mock draft and I don't think I ever will because it's so unpredictable but uh, mm-hmm. do you look at that stuff and, and when the draft started did you have any inclination about where you might go? Um, yeah, I mean I wish I didn't but I, I do look at that stuff because <laughs> I get poor <laughs> um, and, it's enter- and it's entertaining at times um, but as soon as I heard, since I heard Brock Sunderland was uh, moving to Edmonton, I knew that he, as the assistant GM here in Ottawa, we had a good relationship. I kind of had a little bit more of an idea, like, oh, that's, that might be a little bit more of a reality, a little more of a possibility. So that was a bit of an inclination. But there's so many rumors flying around. I mean, I get a text two or three times a day, being like, oh, I hear the police person doing this. I hear Montreal trading everything in the entire world to come here. You know, you hear all you hear all this nonsense. And so you just, at some point, you just say, okay, I'm just going to stop listening and have a beer and wait till my name gets called. So that's pretty much what I tried to do at the end, by the end of it. And, and hey, we're here. Joined by uh, Nate Bahar, the uh, fifth overall selection by the Edmonton Eskimos, a receiver out of the Carlton Ravens, uh, led the Ravens in receiving yards uh, his last three seasons. Uh, you mentioned the relationship with Brock Sunderland. In fact, you, you got to spend a couple of training camps with the Red Blacks, right? Yes, I did. I, uh, I was an assistant, I guess, equipment manager, sort of thing. Um, I helped out RJ and Ray, uh, just the practice duties and stuff throughout the training camps for a month or so long on campus, and it was pretty awesome. I got to, they like to make fun of me because I ate like a wild dog. Uh, <laughs> Brocky always, Brocky always teased me for if I was going to have my sixth or seventh plate of food at the at that sitting and whatnot. But it was, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Happy to do it. Uh, the book on you is you're someone that understands what you need to do off the field, you know, with the, with the film study and with the work in the playbook, but also the work you have to do in the gym. 
and and to to be ready to play at the pro level. Uh, can you speak more on that? Just the the commitment you have to the weight room. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I mean, some guys are are born and they grow up to be six six two twenty, and they have like springs placed into their calves. <laughs> um, and then some guys are five eleven and have to eat six times a day just to stay above two hundred. And I'm one of those those latter groups. Uh, but I'm happy with it. I mean, hey, my body's done done well for me so far, and I I got a chance to play professional football, so I, I can't I can't knock it. But yeah, it takes a lot in there. Um, it takes a lot in there, and if you're not you're either taking a step forward with every decision you make in life, you're either taking a step forward on the monopoly board or you're taking a step back. And every single time I get the chance to get in the gym and, uh, and take that step forward, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to do it. And I've had great coach, great strength coaches that have honestly just given me so much love and light. Uh, in my life that it's made my addiction to the gym stronger in the best way possible. I had like my Steve Henderson back in London when I was growing up coming through high school, that powerhouse. He, he just taught me, he was just such a good human being that I wanted to be around him more. And I saw I would hang around the gym longer. And then I transitioned up here. We had coach, coach DA our first, our first two years. And he was such a, such a motivator. And now we got Nick Westcott, who was just an absolute genius in there. And so I've been blessed to have amazing people to work with. And that's kind of made my, Love for the gym and addiction to it, just stronger. Yeah, and uh, well, what a day for Carlton as well. I mean, this this was a football program that was well. What, at one time, there wasn't a football program at Carlton, and uh, now it's been back for the last few years. There were seven, I believe, seven players from Carlton drafted, including uh, uh, one of your uh, one of your teammates that are coming to the Eskimos as well. Yeah, it was surreal. I mean, I think we only got to watch the, the broadcast for the first two rounds, but then we we're. We left the restaurant and we're a short walk away from home, and all that walk, Tunde gets the call, and then we see the phone blow up, and and Hamlin just got called, and it was just, it was such an amazing, amazing day. There was just like everybody's eyes were were watery, everyone had a, a big smile stretched across their face. It was just like so surreal. It was like we were in the Twilight Zone. It was it was awesome, awesome, and I can't wait to get. Tobina's been annoying me for the last three months, uh, telling me no matter what he's gonna he's gonna follow me wherever I go, so he can. He can annoy me and sing in my ear when whenever I'm trying to stretch because he likes to get on our skin. So it's bittersweet, but it's definitely sweet. <laughs> and that's Cobeno. Sorry that we were talking about uh, who was selected in the in the sixth round by the Eskimos in yesterday's draft. Uh, so you know where you're going to live. You know where you're. You know which team you're going to. So training camp opens in less than three weeks. Uh, tell me what the work is uh, going to be like for you in uh, in the in the coming weeks here. Uh, yeah, since the combine, it's been um, been kind of reset the body mode. Uh, stop, stop worrying about running in that silly straight line for 40 yards, and get back to change the direction. Get back to uh, to catching, catch more footballs and stuff like that. We're lightening the loads of weights, um, and we're getting real, real aerobic. Just making sure that I'm in in shape for those four-hour practices. That's a big thing. Four-hour practices, making sure your body doesn't break down, and then of course, I mean, I'm used to playing eight games plus playoffs, and now it's 18. So. So a lot of cardio stuff, a lot of muscle endurance, just making sure that I don't break down for the Eskimo fan. Because if, if uh, Mr. Sunderland is going to spend spend the first round pick on me, I don't want the body of fault to fail him. So we're gonna we're gonna just make sure we're in shape, ready to rock when when time comes and come compete.